All right, we're in the car again. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Oh, let me get my microphone, make sure it's nice and scratchy. Uh, Okay, so here's a story. Uh, I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. I don't really know why my family chose to get off the boat. Was it in Nova Scotia? Shit, I don't know. Anyway, uh, and they, they wound up here. My aunt was here first. She sponsored my mom. And, you know, I mean, I feel like we could have lived in Vancouver or Victoria or somewhere where the climate isn't uh, either sweat your fucking clitoris off or freeze your fucking fallopian tubes. Somewhere in between there is just impossible here. It's very difficult. Anyway, having said that, having said that, uh, vocal fry. Okay, sorry. I'm driving. This is very difficult for me. It's very difficult. Uh, Repetition, repetition, repetition. Okay, so when you're a lesbian in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, you can put your name as parent B on the birth certificate. Wonderful! Big round of applause, everyone. What does that mean in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada? Nothing. That means nothing. It means your name is on the birth certificate, and you think, okay, and you go, well, that's done. No. Wrong. To quote Donald Trump, wrong. Now, I have a vague memory of this process the first time around with Malcolm when I was trying to get Sarah on the birth certificate and then we wanted to go through the adoption because just because your name is on the birth certificate does not mean you have a legal right. Oh, pardon me. Oh, that slid right off. (laughs) That's what she said. It does not mean you have a legal right to that child, which is important. Not necessarily that you're hoping your relationship burns up in flames, but it's important that if somebody dies or maybe your relationship does go down like a Mack truck hitting a fucking bridge, that you have a legal right to your child. Or if, say, I die, you know, let's hope, let's hope not. I've got a lot of life to live. I'm really living life right now and loving it. Uh, Then no one can contest Sarah's right to, say, Malcolm, for example, because I was his birth mother. Because it terrifies me that that could possibly happen, that someone in my family could contest and try to get custody of my kid and they would have more of a right to our child than Sarah does. So we went through with the adoption. And I gotta tell you, the the lady we saw the first time around with the adoption was wonderful. The first time we used her, she was excellent. I enjoyed her, she was prompt, she was funny, she got her shit together, everything was beautiful. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, let me get to the point, I will get back to the lawyer, I promise, I will, I promise, I will get back to the lawyer. So, you know, in Canada, you file paperwork, you get a social insurance number, uh, you apply for the birth certificate, and, uh, you know, you can put your name on it, blah, 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 but it's pretty much fucking pointless. So you do all that in the hospital, you can't leave the hospital until all those forms are filled out. Now, great. So months go by, and no birth certificate, no SIN card, no child tax, which is what we have here that basically, depending on your income you get X amount of money per month to help you cover the cost of like diapers and daycare. It's pretty awesome. I don't know why Americans don't like socialism because I got to tell you, pretty sweet. Even though you're middle class, you get something and it's pretty nice. Um, So we haven't gotten anything. And then I made Sarah phone the child tax phone number 
and she's trying to explain to this very dense woman and I'm not even on the phone with this woman I'm in the car while Sarah's having this conversation with her and uh, and Sarah's just holding it together like I can see her clenching her fist she's like okay yeah I just wanted to know like how long it's going to take for our child tax to come um, because we haven't received any information nothing's going on and we're concerned that there's an extra form because I did remember when I uh, had Malcolm that there was an extra form because when you do conceive by donor insemination, you have to fill out an extra form, right? So she's on this phone and she's like, well, our, our child was conceived by donor insemination. And then Sarah goes, you don't know what that means? Okay. And she tried to explain. It's like an anonymous donor. Uh, we went to Heartland. She's like, okay, right. And then of course... The year that I was on mat leave, I didn't, I didn't file my taxes on time too, so keep this in mind. Now, we went and paid a hundred and something bucks for an accountant to do it because we were stressed out and we didn't want to make a mistake and blah, blah, blah. So we went to this accountant and she was like, you know, giving us the finger guns and like, do, 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 everything's awesome, I'll take care of this, this is so easy, why did you guys even come here type thing. And then we realized that she, when we get home and she's already filed everything, she's written our address in wrong. So now everything is coming to an address that doesn't exist. Awesome. So when Sarah calls this uh, child tax hotline, they have the wrong address. So it just gets better and better, right? Because they because we changed it with Revenue Canada doesn't mean that the child tax people have the right address. And you know how you change your address? You have to get like line 543 of uh, 2016 or 2015 tax return. Where the fuck is that? Where the fuck is that? I don't know. Can't do that over the phone. And it's just so retarded because you have, pardon me. I like that word. It just rolls right off the tongue. Anyway, I shouldn't say that. I don't, you know what? Whatever. It's a fucking podcast. If you don't like it, that's okay. I understand. Okay. Now she's on the phone. Everything's great. She gets, she's like, okay, all right. She can't do anything about the address because of line 10 or whatever on the taxes. So she hangs up the phone and she just looks at me and she's like, well, that was fucking pointless. And I said, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So a month later, we get a paper in the mail saying that we need to fill out an extra form, like I remembered, from Malcolm's birth, and they've charged us a $35 incomplete form fee because they didn't give us the right form to complete. So really they charged us $35 for not having the donor, anonymous donor option. Okay? And now we have to pay for a notary to sign because we've got a sign in front of him saying uh, I promise to treat this child as my own yada 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 and that's going to cost another 40 bucks so now we've basically been charged $75 for really no reason which I feel is not fair and I was telling this story to a guy at work and he's like that sounds like a gay tax to me and I, I tend to agree with that uh, that whole idea because a, str- a straight couple Let's say a woman gets knocked up one night stand, never sees the guy again. You know, nine months later, she's with her new boyfriend. She could put that boyfriend down on the birth certificate and not have to pay the $35 for the extra form. No one would contest anything. It would just be hunky-dory, just great. But a couple of dykes get together and all of a sudden it's like, "Eh, incomplete form, but we didn't give you the form, but you have to fill out that form, so it's incomplete. So give us $35, now you gotta go to a notary. Now let me tell you about the notary. How can I paint this picture for you? Let me just think. Let me just visualize how this went in my my head. We go to a lawyer's office. I had delivered mail to this place before. I called. The offer notary service is excellent. 
we get in there, we wait 10 minutes, and um, this very disheveled man in his 60s, his shirt's barely tucked in, he's got one of those big red alcoholic pockmarked noses, you know what I'm talking about, everybody knows a guy like that with the big, oh god, it looked like he'd been drinking for 45 years. So we go back into his office and there's two chairs for, you know, like clients to sit in and draped over one of those chairs is a black blazer completely, completely covered in white, long, wiry dog hair. Like, com- like com- it wasn't like one or two, it was like 150. And I just thought, what the fuck? Okay, fine, sure. Who am I to judge? He loves his dog. He doesn't like lint brushes. That's up to him. Not my problem. Okay. So he says, have a seat. And we both looked at each other and Sarah looked at me and I thought, fuck, I don't want to sit in the dog hair chair, but I guess that's the gentlemanly thing to do. And that's what I did. I sat there and the guy looks at us and he's like, okay, what's going on here today? What do we need? And I'm like, we just need a notary. And we have our ID. We were told to bring ID, bring your passports, bring like a non-photo ID. And uh, we've, we've filled out the forms and he looks it over. He's like, what's this all about now? And I said, well, we are a couple we've been together for 10 years uh she's had a baby I would like to legally adopt that baby we are in the process of doing that but we have to have you fill out this form for the vital statistics agency so that I can be recognized as a parent and he's like oh okay and he sits for a second looks at the paper looks at us looks at the paper looks at us how did you guys do this like Heartland? And I was like, yes, Heartland. And he says, oh, what doctor did you see? Okay, that's a little bit weird. Uh, Doctor so-and-so. Oh, that was my ex-wife's gynecologist. Okay. And like, in my brain, I'm thinking, what an odd thing for you to say. <laughs> and I, I, what I, here's what I wanted to say. Oh, really? So that guy has been inside both of our wives. Except she's your ex now. (laughs) Like, why the fuck would you ever say that? Oh, wow. So he diddled you too, eh? That's pretty funny. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) You're a lawyer. And then uh, he's looking at the forums. He's just, you know, randomly signing shit. And I'm like, I have my, I'm like, here's our ID. And he looks at me and he's like, I don't need to see that. I'm not interested. And he signs his name and he's like, how are you guys paying today? You got any cash? And I said, I don't have any cash. And Sarah's like, I've got, I've only got 20. And he said, great, I'm feeling generous today. I'll take that 20 instead of the 40. And we're like, okay. <laughs> the shadiest fucking lawyer in the history of the world. Sure, we'll pay you 20 cash, you fucking weirdo. Oh God. So that was really dicey. And he's like, hey, if you guys need anything else, you know, take my card on your way out. Uh, I don't think we'll be needing any more of your services. Thank you so much. Okay. Regards to the ex-wife. Okie doke. Have a good day now. Like, does this shit happen to anybody else? Is it just me? Pretty sure. Pretty sure it's just me. Now let me get to the nitty gritty here. So that's the one lawyer for the notary. Now when we went to go see the lawyer about the adoption, the exact same lawyer we saw about the adoption with Malcolm, the first time it was all cool and she's like, okay, you know, um, she's talking us through it. And she's like, do you guys have a printer at home? And Sarah's like, no. And she said, you don't have a printer? And Sarah's like, no, we don't have a printer. We don't use printers. And that's pretty much the tone of the entire exchange for the rest of the time. Because when we got into the car, Sarah's like, I'm not paying her. 
I don't know, somewhere be- between seven and a thousand dollars, seven hundred and a thousand dollars for us to print the paperwork at home. Like that's retarded. And basically what this woman has to do, oh, I did it again. Shit. Oh, well, whatever. It's my show. You don't like it. Don't listen. That's okay. Uh, basically what this woman had to do <clears throat> is change some of the information on the papers that she already had saved from our file. So she had to change Malcolm to Stella and the other fertility clinic to the new fertility clinic and uh, bing bang there you have it that's all she had to do to earn somewhere between 700 and a thousand dollars you'd think that'd be fucking easy right you'd think hey i'm gonna take 10 minutes and earn a thousand dollars just do a little change here do a little no she didn't fucking do that we get there at 10 30 at the scheduled appointment uh she's in the parking lot the same time we're in the parking lot and we're all walking in together well isn't that awkward okay I felt bad for her. we were like making small talk and I'm terrible at small talk oh and you know what the first time we went there here's what I did Stella's crying Malcolm's being four and we're all basically ready to jump out a window and we're in the elevator and we're in there with an old man and uh, nothing is going well nobody has slept the night before everyone is angry and really mad like extra angry and uh, we get to the floor and the guy goes to get out of the elevator and like we're struggling with these kids and the stroller and a diaper bag and all this shit and he goes to get out and I'm like no 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 after you please not thinking this man is getting out on the exact same floor as us we're going to have to sit with him for 10 minutes and he's like oh oh sorry and he holds the door open button and he lets us out and I was like you know I just shook my head and I kept walking I was so fucking mad and then of course he gets out behind me <laughs> we have to look at each other for five minutes but I don't know what happened to me it's like something just kicked in and I was like fuck this guy like does nobody have any fucking manners anymore Jesus Christ I don't know I'm just the kind of person I will hold the door I will help people if anything just to get them away from me faster but I mean it's the polite thing to do when you're a man in your fucking 60s you don't know how to be chivalrous then there's no hope for any of us for fuck's sakes anyway That was the first time. The second time we go back, all we're supposed to do there is sign the papers, which should have been ready already. Should have. Should. Should being the operative word, should have. Was not. Do you see what I'm saying here? So we get there. She pulls in same time as us. We're having this awkward chit chat all the way up the elevator. And uh, we get to her office and she's like all frazzled and she like pulls up this file and she's like uh, printing everything out. And she's like, okay, look this over for me, please. Okay, sure. I'll do your fucking job for you. That's no problem. Um, she hadn't changed anything. She hadn't changed Malcolm's name to Stella. She hadn't changed the birth date. She hadn't changed the fertility clinic. Hadn't done anything. So she's like frantically, she's like, oh, my assistant, uh, she was supposed to do this. She didn't do it. Oh, geez. She was supposed to do this. She was on vacation, blah, blah, blah. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Okay, fine. So she fixes everything read this over and Sarah is the kind of person uh, she's very much like her father and uh, what, what 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 I usually say about her is she doesn't suffer fools gladly which is basically means she's we're basically paying a thousand dollars for us to edit this fucking paper that she really wanted us to print at home so you know and I know she's gonna have to file the documents and all that stuff but for us it's like, could you not, like, why, why, this would have taken fucking five minutes to figure out. I just don't understand it. So Sarah's reading it and she's like, oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. We, I'm not, I'm not lying when I say this. She reprinted that thing, I think four times. It took about an hour and a half. And then, uh, Sarah, she gets a bit of a short fuse sometimes. I don't know if you picked up on that with my, uh, doesn't suffer fools gladly remark. Um, 
she's reading it and she's like, well, this isn't even proper English. You have the word together in one se- twice in one sentence. And I just thought, oh, my back went up. I'm like, this lady has so much power right now. She can charge us whatever she wants for this fucking adoption. Please, please just. And I was there like, okay, well, that's an easy fix. And then, uh, yeah, we can take care of that. That's no problem. She's like, oh, and you didn't fix this and you didn't fix this and you didn't fix this. Okay. So she reprints it again. And then Sarah looks at it and she's like, yep, still didn't fix that. But you did fix this, and now you don't have together in the same sentence twice. So that's good. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, long story short, $8 worth of parking later, and she's filled out the forms. And we just got, that was in August. And we just got the birth certificate yesterday. Yeah. That would be November 3rd, I believe. Yeah, that's uh, hmm. not good not very very fast but anyway at least we've gotten it and so hopefully the adoption is underway because they must have got the birth certificate the same fucking day we did oh i wonder how much it's going to cost i hope she gives us a deal because she really like filing that stuff is not it's not difficult it's just a matter of paperwork which i mean she couldn't really do the first time so i'm a little bit afraid first time we used her though she was excellent and then this time it's like she couldn't get her shit together i don't know what the hell's going on anyway do you see what i mean though when i say i can't ever go anywhere and good things just happen never never i go to the fucking notary that lawyer tells me about his ex-wife getting fingered by the same fucking doctor that my wife is getting fingered by and then i go to the lawyer's office and it's like she couldn't like the papers weren't ready we basically had to edit her work like what the fuck we should get a discount this should be free this should she should give us money for fucking editing and we get to the car and sarah was like that is unfucking believable i can't fucking believe that she didn't do any of that before we got there what the fuck and uh you know what i tend to agree with her usually i'm the one that flies off the handle and gets angry but sleep deprivation has made her me ah you know what that's kind of harsh i don't think i it's made her me but you know what's really funny here's another little tidbit here i'm gonna share with you uh the other night i went out uh, with my friends and i had two very large glasses of beer and a tremendous amount of chicken wings and that night for whatever reason, I get home, I'm exhausted, long week at work, yada yada. I get home and I fall asleep and I get the, hey, and I'm like, what? And she goes, look, Tony Soprano, can you breathe a little quieter? And I'm like, okay, fine. Because, you know, when you're tired, it's just like, fuck, did you just fucking wake me up for breathing? Isn't it supposed to be the other way around? Like you should poke me when I'm not breathing? And I'm kind of chubby. And I've had a little bit to drink and I've had some fried foods. Yeah, I'm going to breathe like Tony Soprano. I'm on the Tony Soprano diet plan at this point in my life, okay? Six minutes later. Hey! I was like, fuck. Like, I'm like, I'm literally afraid to breathe in my own fucking bed. And then I was just like, oh. Because you know sleep, sleep deprivation? When like, or like sleep torture when somebody pokes you every five fucking minutes? It's awful. And then ten minutes later. Hey, what? Oh, the baby's crying. Will you go get her? It's like, she has not asked me to do that since the baby was born i'm pretty sure since the since the month of june was the last time i got asked to rock that baby to sleep the one fucking time i go out and i was just like i will and then i said and then i'm sleeping downstairs where i can breathe as loud as i want yeah so that happened and then i bounce her and i bounce her and she as soon as i pick her up she falls asleep put her down she wakes up pick her up she falls asleep put her down she wakes up like fuck and then sarah comes in and she's like oh i have boobs i can feed her and i was like no you stay there I'm going to do this. And I did. I put her down, went downstairs, breathed as loud as I want, passed out on the couch, snored my fucking face off. And then in the morning, she's like, oh, she was hungry. She woke up 10 minutes later and I just fed her and she went back to sleep. And I was like, fuck, she was hungry and you sent me in there anyway? 
Meow. That's where I'm at. Meow. She'll never listen to this. You know what? The only time she's ever going to listen to this podcast is when I'm dead. And maybe not even then. But if I am dead, Sarah, and you are listening to this, I'm watching you. I can see everything you're doing. I'm right behind you right now. Turn around every now and then again. Okay, there's that. Okay, Sandra D. Sanchez, Facebook, Twitter, uh, change of address 69 at gmail.com. That's my seatbelt. And if you need anything, find me. You'll find me. I'll be around. I'm here. I'm here for you. I hope you guys have better luck than I do. I swear to God. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? I do have segments I need to get out, but I have to do that from my computer. I don't know how to... Music volume 50... Should we jack that up and see what happens? Oh, I better not change it now. Maybe next time I'll, I'll crank it up. Okay, God bless you guys. Call me if you need me. I'll be around. Hi, Vicky. Miss you. Okay, love you guys. Okay, I gotta go. Okay, bye. Leave an iTunes review.